And welcome to the latest episode of Nerds Amalgamated. I'm Buck. With me, I have the DJ. Hey, guys. How are you going? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. That's awesome. So what have you been up to? Uh, working away, doing my uni assignments. That's good. Yes, he, that's right, folks. He has decided to go back to uni and finish his qualification. So um, are you enjoying it? Yeah, I'm freaking out a little bit, but I'll get there. All I need is a good cup of coffee. For those who haven't actually studied at uni, the free cat is the usual part of the first part of the semester. You have the first week when it's all friendly. Second semester, you start realising the scope and depth and breadth of your assignments and you crap your pants and go, what have I done? Because you've made a horrible mistake. Well, that's the way it feels. The other person we have there is the professor. How are you going? I'm good. I'm not always this mean about uni students. Only when I'm uh, trying to push the DJ over the edge. <coughs> yes. He's gone quiet now. Oh, oh, I'm oh, thinking, I'm thinking of something. Uh, I thought I'd scared him into hiding. <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. You just said you're thinking of something. The Bannon ship. <laughs> did it, did it hurt? No. And, and Professor, uh, you don't need to abandon the ship. You're the captain of the ship. Hey? It's you're referencing what I said earlier about my computer crashing and going down off the ship. Oh. Can I say you're the captain? <laughs> I thought I was. Oh, well, um, moving along. Um, We've got an exciting show this week. It is absolutely marvellous. Starting off, we have ooh, a story about Time Bandits as a TV series. Yeah, so Apple, is, Apple has got a deal to turn Terry Gillum's cult fantasy time travel heist road movie, Time Bandits, into a TV series. And so this is the have- 1981 movie where a kid, joins in with a bunch of dwarves that come out of his closet. Sounds like it, yeah. <coughs> I wonder That's how... a lot weirder than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> Feels like it's, it always sounds like Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. But there's only six dwarves. Are we allowed to call them dwarves? They call themselves dwarves in the movie, don't they? Yeah, they call themselves dwarves, yeah. Yep. And for regular listeners of our show, yes, that was Godzilla in the background. So... So what... how long until we, we can expect to see something about this well they're saying maybe around 2019 but i could be wrong okay but they they haven't really also the good part about this is they've got a person that's going to write and direct the pilot of the series and that is taika waititi for those who are curious who that guy who that guy is he's also the guy that directed thor ragnarok so he's a hippie oh well (laughs) i don't know Hang on, wasn't this the guy who played the um, bouncer? He played. Was it, who, yeah. who was? Was it Korg? Yeah, he was. He was Korg. <coughs> He's going to start a revolution, but I forgot to print out enough lies, eh? <laughs> if you uh, if you're not a Marvel hippie, the other my favorite movie by Taika is Hunt for the Wilder People. Ooh. Yeah, he was also in um, the uh, the uh, the Green Lantern movie. And yes, that's oh, the right. Let's not, let's, that, that might be something to avoid mentioning. <laughs> so he's actually in Australia and lives on, uh, on one of the islands off the coast. Actually, New Zealander. Exactly. <laughs> but that's inter- what, what, what interests me is how Apple is doing TV shows now. That's very interesting. Well, they've got Apple TV. They're trying to lock down some of the Netflix money. Hmm. 
they've got their, they've had their own network for a while and they've got their own TV shows happening. You reckon Apple doing this, it, it's too little, too late kind of kind of deal? In what way? No. I mean, Netflix, I mean, we've seen other companies now embracing. It's getting oversaturated now. Like Disney's got, Disney's doing it, DC's doing it. It will. Disney's only just coming into it. Mm-hmm. Um, Apple TV has been around for a while. I I remember there being Apple TV back. Oh. Crikey, over seven years ago now. Yeah, but Apple TV back then, it was just a media player. That was it. Well, they had a few other bits and pieces. It wasn't just a media player. Well, they used to have, um, they used to, like, they used to have ABC TV and other channels and that on there, but they also used to have a selection of movies and other shows on there as well. Yeah, they've been delivering stuff through iTunes for years and years now. So making your own content is just really the next step up, just like Netflix did. Yeah, and I think YouTube's also following suit as well. Yeah, YouTube has YouTube Originals, where they basically buy up popular YouTubers and make them make videos and don't let them free until they've made money. Which Thank God I'm not a popular YouTuber. (laughs) Which in terms of YouTube means... They're slaves. Because Apple doesn't allow, because YouTube doesn't let you make money anymore. They keep raising the benchmarks so you can't. And Apple, well, let's just face it, they charge. How much do they charge for their phones? Too much. And the only company left is Netflix. Well, it's not just Netflix. You've got Acorn TV, which is um, an English one, where they've got like all the different crime dramas and so forth from England. Um, then you got Hulu and Stan, and then you got Amazon Prime. So you got plenty of options out there. And honestly, I like the idea that there's competition. So it means that they have to provide content. On the other hand, I'm not a huge fan of the competition because it means that they split up the, um, they're really just splitting up the content across half a dozen different services. And then it goes from being a $20 a month proposition to $20 a month for each service and having to search between each website to find the show you want to watch. Is it $20 a month? Whatever it works out to be. Because I was looking at Amazon because they got the Grand Tour and I like cars and I like the big orangutan making a fool of himself. But um, that was only, I thought it was only $5 a month. So, crikey. I think Netflix approaches twenty if you get the uh, like the four K with um, multiple viewers at once option. Okay. Okay. So in terms of pricing, go here. So Amazon Prime, your membership costs nine nine dollars per year. So that's about eight dollars twenty five per month. This is US dollars, by the way. So that's about a thousand Aussie dollars. <laughs> Your Netflix subscription currently costs US $7 per month, but that price will rise by a dollar or two for new members later this quarter. Netflix will cost $119.88 US per year. Yeah. So that's... Um, actually, I just Googled hmm? Amazon Prime cost Australia $6.99 per month or $54 per year for a membership. Oh. As an introductory offer until the 31st of January, so apparently that's ended. But, yeah, that was the price that I saw was that. So um, it wouldn't surprise me if they're, they're still offering because they've got the 30-day free trial. So, yeah. 
Anyways, um, back to the topic at hand. What do you guys think uh, Taikita um, Waititi doing the pilot doing the pilot for the series? A good a good step, and not to mention that Gillum's also going to have some input in. If there's anyone who can hold a candle to Terry, it's Taika. Um, I'm going to reserve judgment, but hopefully he doesn't screw it up. Imagine if he makes a Time Bandits movie and Time Bandits series into a Marvel into a Marvel series. Please, well, that's no. What I'm about him. That's what I'm worried he'll do, and I'm worried hippies like yourself will ruin it for us. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm agree. I'm, I'm, I'm in agreement with you, Buck, about uh, being. I, I might reserved on this one as well i want uh, until i see a trailer i won't say much about this well okay. we've only spoken for like 10 minutes now so yeah you've said quite a bit about it mm-hmm. well we uh, well in all fairness though we did spend probably five minutes of that time talking about membership to amazon prime and netflix which kind of says something about how worried we are about how bad this could go but moving along yeah. um Apparently, the you you've got a new game for us where we can play on our own with pen and paper, Professor. It's Fallout, the pen and paper RPG. Oh no! So it is a game <laughs> to play on your own. Well, if you didn't have friends to play Fallout seventy six with, you're not going to have friends to play this with. Oh dear God! <laughs> does, Lonely. Does... <laughs> Stop. The company. Uh... Modifius has announced that they're going to make a two sets of uh, tabletop RPGs. One is a uh, expansion to their miniatures war game, which is also Fallout based, obviously. And one is a dedicated D20 style uh, tabletop RPG. So they've got mini- miniatures of all the um, the rats and so forth. Yeah. So there was uh, Fallout Wasteland Warfare which is basically um, Warhammer 40k as Fallout. And they're using, um, they're basing the first uh, RPG off that. It's just, is Beth- that's just getting Beth- annoying. Has Bethesda said okay to this? Well, they would have to, wouldn't they? Yeah. It's all copyrighted material. It's got the Bethesda logo on it. Of course they've said yes. <laughs> well, it's extremely overpriced for a starter huh. kit. Uh. Oh, the minis are always expensive. Yeah, but... Yes, they're charging $111.99 Australian for the uh, the two-player starter set. Uh... But it is a, uh, a minis game, so that is going to be expensive. But yeah. the good thing about pen and paper is that um, you only really need to buy the rule book and then you're set. So there's no micro... So I bet you no microtransactions? Well, if you want to play the minis, then there kind of are. You've you you got to buy little kits like there's $30 for a set of radioactive barrels. And then you've also got to go and spend $23 to get your Nuka-Cola caps because you need Nuka-Cola caps to buy things in the game. So even in this, they're doing microtransactions. <laughs> How are they doing the loot boxes in this? <laughs> uh, lucky, maybe, maybe a lucky dip? Maybe. Lucky dip you in a minute. <laughs> I can't see any obvious bug set here. So where are all the bugs going to be? Actually, I think I saw there's... Um, oh, here we go. Wasteland Creatures Core. Yeah. And then they've got uh, expansion sets of Wasteland Creatures with extra minis. Yeah, like you got the um, 
Waste, Wasteland Super Mutants core box, but then you got Wasteland Creatures core box, and it looks like it's got the little bugs. Just trying to get a larger picture. Uh, there's something there that looks like it's just a flat disc, and it's got some bit, bits and pieces on it. To be fair, they are um, the print and play um, rule book is available for free. So it's you only really have to pay if you want the minis, and they are they look fairly nice. But again, that's not relevant for a pen and paper RPG. It's theater of the mind, mm-hmm. unless you're the kind of people who go and buy minis for your D and D session. Which I've actually been thinking, if I start playing it again, I'm <coughs> going to have to go and buy myself a little figurine for my characters. Just because it'll be fun to have it there. Yeah, our um, our DM recently um was talking about buying us a set of minis for each of our characters as a um a present basically for the campaign, which has been going for eighteen months now. That would be cool. Yeah. Do you guys reckon that there's this this is kind of like scraping the scraping the barrel in terms of getting revenue? I mean, Bethesda's been getting hit so hard with the Fallout 76 dramas. I don't know. You're still probably spending planned. money. Hmm? It's Sorry. probably been planned for ages. But the they time. released a new expansion for the board game a couple of months ago. So, And these things aren't quick to make. And the other thing is um, there's still plenty of people out there spending money. You, for example. I haven't spent anything. You bought the game. I bought the game, yeah, but I haven't spent anything afterwards. Yeah, how much did you spend on the game? 89 bucks. Well, there you go. But I haven't spent any, like, DLC or anything like that, have I? I don't know. <laughs> would you admit to it? No. I don't have, I haven't even bought any, any <laughs> DLC. Yeah, no, you wouldn't admit to it. I like the fact that your voice has gone really high pitch. One thing they tell you in psychology is when a person's voice gets, get, their voice gets really high pitch, they're trying to hide something. But I'm not hiding anything. <laughs> He says, <laughs> in a squeaky, squeaky voice. All right, oh, good cop, I bad cop. I that was a good roll, kill ya. I didn't buy the helmet. <laughs> I it didn't... just appeared on its own. <laughs> but I didn't buy the helmet. Uh-huh. You were looking at the jacket there, weren't you? No. Pardon? I was, I You're the one who told me about the jacket. I told you about the jacket, but I didn't say I want to buy it. I didn't even buy the jacket. I don't know. Wasn't it you that was walking down the street towards a particular fast food restaurant and wearing a Fallout 76 weird-looking bright blue jacket? No, that was not me. Notice his voice went up very high-pitched there, folks. Oh, God. I didn't even wear the jacket. I didn't even have the jacket. He didn't wear it, but he did buy it. I didn't buy it. (laughs) Jesus Christ, dude. This is... I didn't even buy the jacket, for God's sakes. Keep going, right. I think we've broken him. <laughs> it's so much fun just to tease him here. It's a, fun to, it's, it's a shame we've got to stop. Yeah. Before we um, uh, talk about moving on or anything, I just want to thank the Reddit user ButterflyQueef for their comment of, on the thread about the pen and paper RPG. <laughs> I want to check the house of supplies. Do a perception check. I rolled a three. You clip through the house and need to restart the game. <laughs> <laughs> but they miss out the fact that you got to do it, the game's actually deleted. You got to now reload it. <laughs> yes, yeah, so yeah, the the rule book spontaneously combusts. 
<laughs> Please re-download the 50 gigabytes and your bag that you got it in is not actually a good quality bag. It's only a cheap plastic knockoff. <laughs> it falls apart. Your helmet is stuck to your head. Whoops. Lucky you didn't roll a one. <laughs> oh, man. I, I don't know, man. Like, as, as glamorous as it looks, do you reckon it's going to get low buys, though? I mean, let's yeah. be realistic. I mean, there's people out there that buy things all the time that they shouldn't. Hence the saying, there's a sucker born every minute. Yeah. It's not like it's going anywhere. Tabletop's still hugely popular. It's still, like, I get that, the huge huge popularity of the tabletop games, but it's just more of, like, when you have Fallout, it's just, I don't know, like, the game's been infamous. This is more reliable than the game. Yeah. It's, it's Paper actually... can't break. Yep. <laughs> You're not getting charged extra money just so you can have your character suddenly continue breathing. Yeah, that's true. That's, that is actually true. Although I have to say, though, with the... Um, miniatures i do remember when um lord of the rings was coming out and there was the lord of the rings miniatures they were fun mm. i wonder if they have a set of that in tabletop sim i don't <coughs> know about in table i hope they do that'd be cool yeah and if they do i out. want i want an army of urukai berserkers or Urukai crossbows and rogue riders with the balrog and 50 little goblins i don't know the rules for army composition but it sounds like you're cherry-picking there. <laughs> oh. No, um, well, the um, Balrog is actually perfect for when you've got the goblins because they don't fail any fear rolls, which Gandalf, when he's attacking them, he can make them get scared and run away. But if the Balrog's on the table, they're more scared of him than anything else, so they just keep attacking. Um, the Urukai um, Zerkas and Crossbows where you could get them as part of your army kit and the war riders yep that's okay you could have them as well okay i actually i actually played it with some friends and yeah we we got hate mail because we we, <laughs> we rocked up with um 34 urukai berserkers um 40 something urukai crossbows and 18 war riders and we had the barrel rog with 50 plus um goblins we even had Sauron and Sauron in the background. It's pretty yeah. serious. Yeah, but it was fun because we, we turned it into a game of um, attrition because the computer uh, the on the other side turned around and caught, caused cheats and was pretty nasty on a couple of things. So we just slowly took them down until it was the last ring bearer. Nice. And the riders, Rohan, yeah, you can slow them down with the... Um, Wargs, you're going to lose them if they've got a big enough collection. But you then get to um, shoot them with the Orochai crossbows, which match up with the Elvins for range. Right. Starting... Actually, I'm going to check and see if Tabletop Sim has it. <laughs> Thank you. It's just started raining here. I don't know if you guys can hear that. Yeah, that's um, pretty heavy rain there. Mm-hmm. I'm liking it. Um, but we'll, while you're looking for that, we'll move on. Um, Next topic up is artificial intelligence in the future of music. Um, I thought this was actually quite an interesting article, and it's something people have been playing with the idea of as something that we, we, we are going to move towards eventually anyway with um, an AI chip implanted and in, for improved memory and whatnot. 
apparently people are starting to talk about using it for music. So, yeah, I honestly, it's one of the best ideas I've heard about for artificial intelligence because of the simple fact that it means we're not going to have mumble rappers and <laughs> um, Kanye West will disappear. Well, you've seen how good AIs are at some things. How do you know they aren't actual AIs already? Because who would program something that ridiculously stupid? <laughs> like, I suppose you could go get yourself a corpse from the morgue, draw all over it with, with Nikos and litter pens and highlighters to disguise the fact that it's a decaying body and call it a mumble wrapper. Like, what is it? Little, li, lil, not even little, it's lil tiger. I don't know. Like, the, the guy looks like a drug affected nightmare that's gone wrong. Because anyone who needs an AI chip, it's him. Bucky's been salty about mumble rappers since day one. Uh, see, the thing that about rapping back in the day that made it cool was the fact that you could understand what they're saying. Like, Eminem, you can understand what he's saying. Ice Cube, got a weird name, but you can still understand him. And then you've got these dropkick morons that are just wasting gra- gravity and stealing oxygen from the rest of us that you can't understand, and apparently that's cool. Uh, Pardon uh, me for being salty there, but yeah. And I'm going to interrupt you because it looks like the Lord of the Rings strategy battle game is on Tabletop Simulator. Okay. Um, well, that's the end of this episode. Um, we will see you next week. <laughs> Let's play. <laughs> Let's party. Woo-hoo. I think Buck, is ex- Buck has gotten excited. <laughs> and even Actually, they- if the storm gets any worse, it might be the end of the episode because that lightning bolt looks like it hit just a couple of streets away. Yeesh. Oh, fun. Not if the other person in here. Maybe there was a mumble rapper there. <laughs> <laughs> with, all the, with all the metal in their mouths and on their bodies, they're likely to attract The one thing that worries me when it comes to artificial intelligence and music is going to be, will we see another, another evolution of dubstep? What? Will we see dubstep come back? Please no. So all the rest of us are looking for the positives and how things can improve. And you automatically go for something that nobody wants. Well, with the, you, you said you didn't want mumble rappers, so I'm saying I don't want Yeah, I was saying it's a way of getting rid of mumble rappers. And you're talking about bringing back dubstep. No, I'm not saying bringing back dubstep, but I'm saying it will bring back dubstep. No, it won't. You're hoping it will bring it back. I'm not hoping anything. Can we would... shoot him? <laughs> Please, somebody. Actually, step outside and hold a golf club into the sky. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, think, I think oh, I think we should just move on because you're you're making weird assertions and dreams, uh, and it's making me no, nervous now. What? Well, uh, uh, actually, the other thing I'm, I'm worried about when it comes to artificial intelligence mm. is the lyric. Um, who's gonna? Are they gonna eliminate songwriters? Well, no, because if, this is a way of improving the the intelligence of people, so that. We're actually going to have people creating new ideas rather than just sampling and taking other people's work and saying, hey, look, I've come up with something new. Except with the mumble rappers, it's normally more of a, I've come up with something new. We should just title this episode, 
Buck's gone crazy with mumble rappers. <laughs> He's not the crazy one. You are. You're the one talking about bringing back dubstep and so forth. I'm the one who's saying that mumble rappers are wrong. I agree with you. They're a blight on humanity. And I agree with you. I'm gone crazy with mumble. Uh, but with the, with artificial intelligence, there's just so many possibilities. So, yeah, like, I'm loving the idea of what they can do. But moving along, um, what game have you been playing this week, Professor? I've gotten back into Wargroove. Does that mean Tetris 99 is on the shelf or...? No, I'm completely still hooked to that. It can't stop. But I can't get Wi-Fi on the train, so yeah. I have to stop. So how's Wargroove going? What's happening there? Um, well, I'm starting to see the flaws in the AI. The AI seems really easy to bait. Um, <laughs> so you, um, they seem to push forwards with their commander too easily mm-hmm. uh, and put themselves into situations that they can't get out of. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. Like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash people today. Which I feel like a player would have been able to avoid. Okay. So is there any amazing updates or anything really cool that we haven't noticed before? Uh, well, they did release a balance patch a week or two ago now that um, pretty heavily nerfed one of the commanders. And uh, I'm not sure how I feel about that change yet. So I'm not sure how that ties into um, how it ties into the story mode. I haven't gone back to her levels because um, I'm not sure if the nerf, like I think it is applied to the... I think it is applied to the story mode, right. and I'm not sure how that's going to affect the um, or affect the how I think affect how the story mode goes basically. Okay, and whether it's going to be much harder because of this change or not. Oh, um, you'll have to check it out and let us know. Yeah, <clears throat> right, especially one level. Um, that character has to race to a particular point and defeat the basically the heavy tank enemy mm-hmm. and uh i played that on the old version but if they've changed if they've nerfed that then i feel like it's going to just make that level so much harder and i already had trouble with it because apparently i'm not great at this game okay oh well um we'll be looking forward to an update next week or the week after um dj what have you been playing um i've been playing Mortal Kombat x just to hype myself for Mortal Kombat 11 that's coming out pretty soon. Pretty, pretty soon. Um, you're, going, you're going very quiet again there. Oh, yeah, I'm playing Mortal Kombat X just to hype myself up for Mortal Kombat 11 that's coming out pretty soon. Okay. So anything special about it that you've noticed? Any, anything you haven't noticed before? Well, nothing special, nothing recent special that's been coming out, but... I've been getting a lot of uh, notifications from Mortal Kombat X saying, 
try our new. You've been invited to try the beta for the Mortal Kombat 11, which is which will be coming out on 28th of this month. So yeah, I'm I'll be I'll be pretty hyped to get that get access to the beta. Okay. See how cool that game is. I will say this though, with Mortal Kombat 11, I'm still annoyed with. I think we banged on this topic for a while now. It's the whole microtransaction. It it's uh, it just annoys me. The whole microtransactions. That's the one thing that bugs me about this game. But other than that, I, it's pretty gritty. It's gr- it's gritty. It's very gritty, and I like I like that a lot in terms of the so, gore. And- so with the microtransactions, does that mean while you're in the middle of a finishing move, you can make a microtransaction so that it's it's multiple knives that are being thrown? Oh no, it's my, in terms of microtransactions with more combat. It comes down. It's basically spend. A certain amount of money and you don't have to press this certain button combination just to do an easy just to do a fatality it's just one button fatality so in other words it's it's great for those who pay to win rather than play to win pretty much pretty much which would fit in well with the um those amazingly brilliant players on awesome computer systems in china <laughs> which also apparently Apparently, with their fantastic friends from India, where apparently PUBG has also recently been banned, <laughs> apart from for the police for um, research purposes, apparently. <laughs> okay, so we need the okay. So we've got the uh, awesome computer references. Now we need the penguins and a cheesy, a cheesy chat, a cheesy reference. A cheesy reference. A cheesy. That's not canon reference. Oh. Do we have a cooking show? Because since you said cheesy, I want to reference a cooking show. If it's that's not canon, then... <laughs> um, well, I don't know if it's a cooking show, but they're always cooking something up in... Um, what's that? Um, the role... Is it the role? What's the D&D one they've got? Uh, Law and Disorder. Law and Disorder, that's it. They're always cooking up something good. Yes, I've only heard a couple of episodes here and there, but they're fun. Okay, so now we've got the penguins. Well, the penguins are always at the front of our minds because they're our masters and overlords. All right, that's it. We've got bingo. (laughs) We win nothing. (laughs) Speak for yourselves. Because I've paid homage to the penguins. When they take over again, I'm going to (laughs) rule. They will bless you this day. (laughs) That's it. Uh, anyways, Buck, what have you been playing? I have been playing a game from Gameforge called Bite Fight. Um, it's a vampire werewolf online RPG sort of thing um, where you build up your character's stats and so forth. Um, I decided to play as a vampire rather than a werewolf, so I run around and attack farms and villages and cities look, going hunting looking for my victims. Occasionally, also go hunting for werewolves to destroy, um, to get blood and money, so I can buy better weapons as I level up, and also to build my hideout, which is actually looking like a very nice manor house at the moment. What sort of game is it? Is it a like an FPS or a strategy? Or it's actually it's actually neither. It is literally going back to it's a. a text-based game oh, so you, style. it re- literally but um it's got some graphics but it's all um you have 
options you can click, and then it does it in the old-fashioned RPG of, say, you you go hunting. You are successful. You get so many points of blood, so much gold. Um, sometimes you get extra health back and other items that you find. Yeah, uh, or uh... you get you failed to find anything, or you get a t- you have gone into gone into <clears> combat. <throat> And the defenders have inflicted more damage on you than you than on them. So it's literally it's very old fashioned, almost proper text base. You just don't have to type your commands in. So yeah, it, you're really getting retro here. <laughs> it looks like a modern game, but it is a very retro style. That's one of the things I like about it. It's just that old fashioned. It's relying on you to have your imagination for things and to make it more. Oh, they got on online communities and stuff like that but yeah like you, you have a, a town where you go to and you have um there's a voodoo shop there's a church where you can go and pray to heal yourself a graveyard where you can go and bury corpses to make money then they have the crypt where you go hunting demons a pub where you go in and you fight other players and you can suffer badly so, so is it one of these uh higher up and wait type games where you basically check in for five minutes every couple of hours? Um, well, you, you can usually play it just like once a day because you've got to allow your um, health to build right back up. You can check in a couple of times a day once you get to high enough levels. You only have so many actions at a time um, and every, like, every option of actions takes so many action moves. So if you just going hunting and you attack a farmhouse, it's one action point. But if you go to the metropolis, it takes three action points. So, yeah. Okay. So it, it's literally, it is going back into the truly old school gameplay, which is, I think, one of the things that attracted me to it. Yep. Uh, but moving along, otherwise I'm going to start playing the game. Um, <laughs> we've got shout-outs. Um, but before we do that, um, it's 12 months. I believe, since the passing of an amazing individual. DJ, do you want to tell us? Uh, actually, you're more articulate on this on, on this matter than I am. So Come you, on, you, you, do, oh, you should do it, mate. You, you're more articulate on this one. I'm more articulate. Like how he says I'm more articulate when he just doesn't want to talk. Oh, no, no, I do want, I, I would love to talk. I just, just well, like it. I just like you. Go. You've gone very quiet for a little while and I'm trying to. All I'm saying is it's been a year since Stephen Hawking, one of the world's smartest scientists, passed away. And to commemorate for to commemorate his achievement, the London the Royal Mint of the United Kingdom have released a fifty cent coin fifty pence <coughs> coin design. It looks really cool. What's on it? Uh it has Stephen Hawking on his his name on it uh, has a formula and a black hole. Very uh, fitting. I'll actually put a link up for oh. you guys. Uh, oh. Yeah, Steve, Stephen Hawking, one of the um, funniest nerds out there who was one of the first people to pay fun of himself uh, and also one of the coolest nerds to have groupies. Um, the world's a poorer place without him. Yeah. I like this uh, quote from the designer. Um, I wanted to fit a big black hole on the tiny coin and wish he was still here chortling at the fort. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he actually probably would have 
Although he would have gone, he would have been sitting there going, a black hole is not necessarily perfectly round. There would be distortions in the field <coughs> just because you want it to be accurate. Yeah. So this coin is available in gold, silver, and a double thickness silver version called a Pied Fort. The coin will not be circulated as currency. Might have to try and get hold of one of these. Oh, is it for that. sale in Australia, or do we have to? I think you might have to buy it. <laughs> buy it online. Uh, general purchase can yeah from the Royal Mint website. Hmm. I think I tempted the tempted Bucky to get, get the coin now. <clears throat> I'm actually looking on the website at the moment. <laughs> um, it's saying ten pound. That's decently cheap for a commemorative coin. Can't wait to see the scalpers on eBay. Oh. Well, the thing to remember is it's ten pound, so that'd be thirty something dollars Australian. Which material? Yeah. Which material is it, by the way? Is it just a normal material, or I think oh, it's only showing the one. But it comes it's... with this with a nice chart with all the bits and pieces as part of it. The gold edition costs seven hundred ninety-five pounds. Okay. Anyway, um, yeah, like definitely something worth considering to buy there. Um, moving on to shout-outs now. Third um, of March, nineteen ninety-two. Warren Beatty weds Annette Benning, who is twenty-one years his junior. The dirty old pervert. Also, eleventh of March, nineteen eighty-four. We had. Nausicaa, Valley of the Wind, came out, which was 35 years ago. Still an amazing movie. Not, many people, talk, not many people talk about that movie as well, which is weird. I mean, for a Miyazaki movie, we pretty talked, we talked about it. I watched it, and it showed up in plenty of the things. And the, um, when they have the Studio Ghibli or Ghibli, whatever it's pronounced for different people, whenever they have the um, different movie sessions, it's one of the ones that comes up. Yeah. He's got, he's got that and Grave of the Fireflies and Ponyo, My Neighbor Totoro. It's just that there's so many. It's just, yeah. I'll admit I've never actually seen Nausicaa. Haven't you? Nope. You'll love it. Um, the glider that she that, that, that she uses in it is epically cool. Someone's actually made one in real life. Cool. Um, but moving along, um, 11th of March, 1995. Chrono Tiger was released whole 24 years ago. Oh, Trigger. Trigger, sorry. My apologies. I thought I always keep getting nervous about Trigger because I always think about it as being a stuffed horse, which goes back to really old movies. Um, Showing your age there, Bucky. Actually, it was something from my mum, who's even older. Um, Also, on the 12th of March, we have it from 1989. We've got the 30th birthday of the internet, the HTTP at the start of your um, web address started 30 years ago. So, yeah, it's not actually the www, it's the HWTP, which... Uh, you mean HTTP? H, yeah, HTTP. Yeah. The specification was designed by the famous Tim Berners-Lee. And what does HTTP stand for? Hypertext Transfer Protocol. Excellent. So, yeah, um, all those who have been using Google during the week, the Google dongle has been showing a computer, and that is what it is about. So we would actually be stuffed. We, we wouldn't actually have a show if we didn't have HTTP and the internet. I'm sure we could set up something with a uh, ham radio. 
you and I could have done one. Don't know about the DJ. Mm. Only if we do the uh, the old style voices, you know, the really I, nasally one. You mean like, uh, we see a UFO landing on Roswell, and it is little green man uh, coming out from the spaceship. Tune in next time to Death Not Cannon Productions. So when are you going to put on That's a funny a- voice? That's your normal. That was my funny voice. Oh. <laughs> Told me. Sounding normal. <laughs> um, yeah. Moving along. Um, in remembrances this week, we have... Oh, we missed the actual day. Um, oh, they, they, uh, I, looked at, I looked around and they didn't, put, they didn't put an actual day for her death. Okay. Unfortunate. Um, in March 1945, we believe it was this week, um, was the passing of Anne Frank, the German-born Jewish diarist, um, the so- person who was celebrated in the diary of Anne Frank, one of the most well m- com- commonly read diaries and heartbreakingly scary books you will read about the Holocaust during World War II. Eighth um, of March, two thousand and nineteen. Jan, yeah, is it Jan or John or Jan? It's Jan. Um, yeah, I, I know they always say Jan, but yeah. What was it officially? That's that's the problem. Like that, you have all these idiots out there talking the same name. <coughs> from... Well, officially it's Jan. Well, that's well no. Well, thinking. everyone else, it's always Jan. Oh uh, yeah. But because it's like Jean Jean Claude Van Damme, Jan. There's plenty of yeah. It's it's a wide pronunciation normally for that name, for men. So, yeah, the Americans call it Jan Michael Vincent, um, the American actor who is most well known as the helicopter pilot, Stringfellow Hawk. Um, yes, sad passing. Um, also, this week on the twelfth of March, two thousand and fifteen, Sir Terry Pratchett the English author of Fantasy World novels, no, particularly the Discworld series with 41 novels and more than 85 million copies sold worldwide in 37 languages, um, passed away. It's very sad to hear that news. Yes. He died of Alzheimer's disease at the age of 66 in Broad Chalk, Wiltshire. And I actually met him when he was in Australia once for a signing. And he was a ridiculously nice guy. He was what you would want your grandfather or uncle to be. And he also had dirty jokes, which made it even better. Yeah, Discord is full of them. Yeah, he tells better ones in person. And I have to say, I love the beard. Um, yeah. And I love that when he was knighted, he made a sword out of meteorite metal. It actually fits perfectly with, with his personality for everything. Yeah, so so a little bit more depressing. He was a huge advocate for the right to die. Mm. Uh, pardon us while we just have our hearts break. Uh, I suppose we better move along. Um, 12th of March, 1946. Uh, Frank Welker, American voice actor, best known for his role as Fred Jones from the Scooby-Doo franchise since its inception in 1969 and as the voice of Scooby-Doo since 2002. He also was the voice of Megatron in the Transformers franchise, amongst many others, was born in Denver, Colorado. On the 13th of March, 1855, Percival Lull, an American businessman, 
author, mathematician, and astronomer who fueled speculation that there were canals on Mars, founded the Lowell Observatory in Flagstaff, Arizona, and formed the beginning of the effort that led to the proof of the existence of Pluto 14 years after his death was born in Boston, Massachusetts. So here's the man who said, there's something out there that's causing everything else around it to act weird. Must be a planet. Okay, so is it so is Pluto now a planet or not a planet? Right now it is not a planet. Isn't it a planetoid again? It came back. <laughs> yeah, they're calling it a planetoid to appease everyone. I was just getting ready to mute the DJ there, sorry. <laughs> was either that or booting. Don't pick on Pluto. It hasn't done anything nasty to you. Um yeah. It's just little and it misses us. And if we're going to talk about things that are weird now to shape, um, what's his name, Tyson? Is it uh, Mike? Mike, Mike, the scientist guy in America. Oh, Neil deGrasse. Neil deGrasse, Tyson. Um, go look in the mirror. You're looking kind of weird now to shape yourself. Pick on Pluto. 13th of March also, but 1908, we have Myrtle Bachelder, American chemist and Women's Army Corps officer who is noted for her secret work on the Manhattan Project in the Atomic Bomb Program and for the development of techniques in chemistry of metals, was born in Orange, Massachusetts. She would have been pretty cool to have a conversation with her, I reckon. Yeah. Because like, just the fact that she's ridiculously intelligent, but she would have had a strong personality to be able to slap all those idiots back into line. Plus, she also would have met... Einstein and people like that too. Damn, I would love to have been there. Um, also on the 13th of March, 1985, Emil Hirsch, American actor, um, starred in Into the Wild in 2007 and A&E Network simulcast miniseries Bonnie and Clyde, also in Lords of Dogtown, Alpha Dog, Speed Racer, Milk and Lone Survivor, among many others was born in L.A., California. Kind of want to sing the song Speed Racer now. I suppose we'll let you do it. <clears throat> Already done it. It's quite new made. Um, 13th of March, 1781. William Herschel sees what he thinks is a comet. It is actually the discovery of the planet Uranus. Nobody say it. 14th of March, 1663. Otto von... Grish completes his book on vacuum under the title Atonis, At Atonis de Grish Experiment Nova Ut Vodkanana Magdeburgica de Vacua Spatio. And I probably mangled the pronunciation of every single word in there except D, which was as well as a detailed account of his experiments on the vacuum. And we don't mean the vacuum cleaner here, we mean the void, such as exists between the ears of politicians such as Donald Trump. Um, it contains his pioneering electrostatic experiments in which electrostatic repulsion was demonstrated for the first time and sets out his theologically based view of the nature of space. He did a fair amount of stuff there, didn't he? Yeah. Hmm. I'm actually going to have to try and get hold of a copy of his book. Hopefully it's in so English now. Theologically based view of the nature of space. Does that mean he was a? Uh, uh, I can't remember the word for it, but the, the sun goes round the earth type of guy. 
No, he would have been a theologian or, or a Christian, I suppose would be the better way of saying it. Um, so he would have been, God created the earth and the heavens, and he would have just had some of that as part of his view of how the nature of space operates. Fair enough. Not to say that his things were wrong, it's just, yeah, without actually having read his work, I can't comment, but he's got some pretty cool stuff there, especially when you consider the fact that I think he's got pretty much every letter of the alphabet in the title of his book except one or two, and it would sound really, really cool on a German accent. Um, on the 14th of March also, but in 1889, German Ferdinand von Zeppelin patents his navigable balloon. That's right. The guy who gave us the Zeppelin balloons was actually an amazingly cool bloke as well. The DJ's gone very quiet. It's like having a three-year-old in the house when it goes quiet. You wonder what they're <laughs> up to. Are you still there, DJ? Loud and clear. That's good. So, yeah, for a little bit, a little piece of um, general knowledge for those who may not have realised, the top of the Empire State Building was originally designed as being a docking point for Zeppelin balloons to come in to secure themselves and load and unload passengers. I think the Chrysler building was the same. Yeah, except it turns out that Zeppelins tend to blow around in the wind when you only tie down at one end, so it didn't really work out. Which would be a problem in New York with all the politicians and vacuous hot air wafting up from (laughs) morons talking. Oops, did I say it out loud? Uh, I think, that, is that all of our, I think that's everything. I think, yeah. Yep. I haven't missed anything, have I, DJ? Nope. Awesome. Um, so, I uh, hope you had a great show listening to us. Um, you can contact us on our email address, which is, DJ? Nerds.amalgamated at gmail.com. And our you can find our episodes on all the amazingly cool podcast episode places, such as Spotify, Stitcher. We're also on iTunes at the moment. They've been changing things around, so we may not be there long. Mm. Um, you can find us on Twitter at... At um, an amalgamated. Awesome. Um, yeah. In the words of Spock, live long and prosper. Um, see you next week take care see you guys and in the words of Talia look out for each other and stay hydrated who root hi I'm Daniel founder of Pretty Litter Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.